Welcome to Mobile Growth Nightmares, the podcast that shares and rips apart growth fuck-ups. Hosted by Andy from Feature, that's me, and Jessica from Paired. That's me. Behind every success, there are multiple mistakes, and this presents a fantastic opportunity for learning and improvement. However, mostly we only hear about the wins, so in this show, we do things a little differently. In every episode of Mobile Growth Nightmares, we'll invite a special guest from the industry to share a nightmare from their career and what they've learned from it. You can always find the latest episode of Mobile Growth Nightmares at mgnpodcast.com. That's mgnpodcast.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, thanks, Peggy. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for, for coming out today. It's great to be, great to have an ASO conference again in person in Berlin. Um, so yeah, like, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for, from the organizing team. I think that they've, they've been doing a great job. And uh, yeah, also the venue, I think is, is fantastic. So um, anyway, thanks for, thanks for coming out and enjoying the day with us. Uh, so quick introduction. For those of you who don't know me, I'm, I'm Andy Carvel. I'm uh, one of the founders of Feature. Um, we're putting on the conference today. Uh, I've been in the mobile industry for longer than I care to remember. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, my background is in, in mobile games, kind of previous to, uh, to, to coming to Berlin. Uh, I came to Berlin, was at SoundCloud for four and a half years doing uh, growth there. And it's uh, where I met a lot of the, the folks that, are, you know, that I'm still working with here in the industry. It's also where I met my co-founder, Moritz, who I, I set up feature with back in 2016. And um, yeah, somewhere along that journey, I, I met uh, the wonderful Jessica. Hello. Probably over a beer. I think that's the start of every podcast that we make. We talk about how we met people. Yeah, hi everyone. I'm Jessica. Uh, I think we, I met a lot of people that are in this room. Um, I've been in marketing for lots of years, I don't remember, maybe 10. Um, for the past six years, I was leading growth and performance marketing at, at Blinkist. And now I joined Paired and I brought my banner. Oh, you can't see it over there. Well, Paired is an app for couples. Uh, check it out if you are in a relationship and you want to have a healthy relationship. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. my, OK, that was working. Perfect. And, and I'm the CMO over there. And I joined just in January, back from my maternity leave. And before we introduce before, our guests, um, yes. we want to introduce what Mobile Growth Nightmares is all about now. Some yes. of you may have uh, encountered our occasional <laughs> podcast series uh, that Jessica and I have been hosting since uh, some years now. We're on to season two, is it now? Let's say that this is season three. And this we is just the start of season today. three. <laughs> season three. We, we manage like one season every, like, I think we're averaging about two and a half years per <laughs> season uh, with a random number of episodes. And we've been doing it for quite some time, but it's... Uh, I wouldn't say that we're like the most aggressive podcasters when it comes to the scheduling. Um, it's, but it's, an, it's an elite podcast, you know. You don't have episodes every week. It's more like special, like every couple of years. It's quality over quantity. It's yeah. when we have wonderful special guests like, like the person we're about to introduce. But let me just quickly tell you about the concept. So Mobile Growth Nightmares, right? We, there's lots of podcasts out there where people just talk about great stuff that they've done and all their achievements and like how they got to 10 million Mao in, you know, six months by doing some great performance marketing campaign or, or whatever, um, you know, and you can learn a lot from those, but we wanted to do something a little different, a little bit more edgy. So um, we only really look at uh, growth fuck ups, basically things where somebody like did something actually potentially catastrophic, right? At the company they were working for, or, you know, at their startup or whatever. 
Something that could have maybe even lost them their job. We don't think we've had anyone on the, on the show who actually lost their job. Not yet. We should do that. Uh, that would be a great episode, actually. <laughs> um, but, you know, stuff maybe, yeah, I think we had someone who almost got arrested. Um, anyway, <laughs> like, it should be something like, you know, a significant fuck-up um, because genuinely, like, you learn a lot from the mistakes, right? And people often just talk about the successes. Uh, so we wanted to do a show where people also talk about their mistakes and, and, and things that went wrong and what they learned from them, you know? So with every success, behind every success, there are multiple mistakes. And, and that's why we have people on the show come and talk about our mobile growth nightmares. So normally we do this as a, a podcast. We record it, like, um, like remotely over... Uh, podcast recording software. Today we're hopefully recording it over the sound desk. I, I believe we are. Um, so we'll edit this up and, and publish it on, um, on, on Google Podcasts and, and Apple Podcasts and all the usual podcast destinations. Um, yeah, so without further ado, we'd love to introduce our guest. So Jessica, over to you. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think you need a lot of gut to come on stage and not talk about like the amazing thing that you've done, but about your mistakes. So please, an applause for Luca Stefanuti. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jessica. Thank you very much, Andy, for having me here. It's actually great as a, um, a lot of people have already said, like to be here on stage and see people in real life. But yeah, like, uh, hi, nice to meet you, everybody. I'm Luca. I'm the head of growth for Adidas Fantastic. If you know uh, the, um, the apps, we are, like, uh, we are officially called Adidas Running and Adidas Training Apps, but at, at the same time, we were the former Rantastic Running and Rantastic uh, Results. So um, um, the company is all about uh, running, training, health and fitness, and uh, basically, we are the official uh, sport apps of Adidas as of now. Um, if just a big, uh, a quick brief uh, about the company. Rantastic uh, uh, was born in 2009, but in 2015 uh, got acquired by Adidas, and that's why like, we entered a bit into the Adidas sphere of influence. Um, it's an Austrian-based company, and at the moment uh, we have like, more than, uh, across the history of Rantastic, we accrued 350 million downloads for 160 million of our users. So, like, yeah. No. Uh, basically, uh, it's, um, it's, let's say, it's what I would call a scale-up within of corporation right now. And um, um, my role there is basically to lead the growth area. So um, I'm, uh, I'm leading the product marketing team, the user acquisition and ASO team, and the growth squad setup. So um, uh, my background, uh, it's at least five I was I've been working in the company for uh, the last five years, and I started a user acquisition and ASO manager. And that's why I'm here talking, <laughs> because, yeah, the, the, my mobile growth nightmare goes toward that direction of my life. But overall, my background has been in mobile, uh, um, in the app world since basically 2013. Uh, I started working in Cape Town uh, in, st in the startup world. Then I did a bit of consulting. And um, um, moving around South Africa, I also then moved back down to Europe um, in order to work, to work at Rantastic. I, I go like uh, my specialization is in economics, innovation technology, and uh, just a fun thing about me, it's about uh, the fact that I am a kind of good fit for the Adidas running, Adidas training job, because I do love running. But you know how I got uh, in touch with this particular work? is because uh, I just pulled up the phone and I was like, okay, which app I'm using the most? Then I figured it out it was uh, Rantastic, uh, now Adidas running. And I was like, mm, let me check their career page. 
ended up here. So. Wow, that's a great story. Uh, I, I, have, I have a quick question, sorry, before we, before we move on. Uh, you mentioned that you were in Cape Town for a few years working in the startup scene there. Um, tell us a bit about that. I've, I've, I've been to Cape Town just on, on vacation, I had a wonderful time there, um, but I didn't really know that they had much of a startup scene. So what's, uh, what's the scene like down in Cape Town? So um, the startup scene in Cape Town is really vibrant. Like um, um, there are startups who actually are born and they like scale up incredibly, and then suddenly they they go. Like, uh, but that's that's the typical industry where there are a lot of kind of uh, smart people traveling around, especially in terms of uh, because the city is beautiful, the cost of living is not that high, so you get to have a lot of young and talented people working there. On top of also the locals are actually growing a very, very solid base on, in terms of innovation technology, thanks to all the, let's say, improvement in the network infrastructure that have been, do, have been done in the last few years. So in a certain sense, it's really, really good to work there. On the other sense, yeah, like it, basically you, have, you are working in one of the most touristic city ever, which means that you also have a lot of like uh, temptation, let's say. So uh, it's very common to actually end up at the day at the beach, which is not really the most profigous way in terms of work life, but the work life balance ends up really, really well. So like, uh, yeah, you don't stress that much. So uh, most probably also because of this, maybe some startups don't really survive throughout. But uh, yeah, like, in terms of uh, exploring uh, a bit, maybe uh, you're at the beginning of your career, maybe you're down the line and you want to take a bit of a break uh, and uh, go down there to a bit enjoy life, but also work, uh, figure it out, new opportunities and so on, maybe Cape Town is the place to be, yes. So you were, you were having too much fun and you decided to move to Vienna instead, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was like too, too beautiful. <laughs> Let's say that it was not a sustainable lifestyle. So. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. And maybe another question on your CV because, I mean, we've known each other for years now and I'm so impressed about, like, you know, the different position that you cover at the company. Right now you're leading growth. Can you tell us more about, like, how you went from, like, ASO to growth but also, like, what does growth mean? Because it thinks, I feel it has like a completely different meaning in all the different companies I've been working at. Yep. Um, uh, basically, when I started the user acquisition in ASO, um, I started actually only user acquisition and only for the former Adidas training app um, because it was our main app in terms of paid, per paid performance marketing and uh, I started to advertise there. But then uh, at a certain point, this was not enough. So I, I started to feel the need of explore also the complementary part. And the complementary part was ASO. Um, I started to work also in that space. I started to see the good, the bad, uh, and the ugly of, uh, of this, uh, this particular branch. And um, eventually, I figured out that it was missing another piece. And the other piece was a bit the bigger picture. So how this is, in, is going toward product and how product is going toward the performance marketing or the app store optimization side. And that's how like, we figured out that there was, there, there was a link missing in between the marketing departments and the um, product departments. And uh, basically, uh, at the early, at the early beginning, like late 2019, pre-COVID, the, the department of product marketing was born. 
um, product marketing ended up to be way more efficient than expected because we were basically going into the gap that was being created between product and marketing that were really going apart. And uh, we started to fill a bit of this gap by basically making sure that everything is linked, everything is uh, going together. So like product knows what marketing is doing and marketing knows what product is doing. And uh, this started to evolve into uh, what we call the growth squad setup. So um, there were two growth squads, one per app. And um, these growth squads were made uh, actually a bit different from how a growth uh, squad you can imagine, like with engineers testing incremental optimization and so on. These squads were made by mostly marketing experts, so like CRM, uh, product marketing, user acquisition, app store optimization, data analysts, and so on. Um, and uh, those were actually embedded into the product tribes. So um, the product tribes, uh, had, all of them had uh, a couple of experts that knew what was going on and uh, knew how to best go to market or promote the actual features that were developed by the app. This evolved and uh, evolved into the, our actual new setup, which is more uh, experience-oriented rather than app-oriented, because we are getting closer to what Adidas as a, as a company is offering. So we, more than the apps are complementary in this case. It's more like about the experience that move people from one app to the other. That's fascinating. And uh, I, think, I think it's a fascinating topic of like how to construct and best orient and organize a growth team within a company? Because um, there's, there's so many different ways you can do it, right? Did, and did you lead that personally, that um, evolution to the experienced model? To be fully honest, no. <laughs> but uh, I, I played a role in actually maintaining and upgrading the growth squad setup in this experience part. Mm -hmm. uh, because right now we do have the growth squad got reshaped, and we do have them right now bigger and uh, more prominent within the, um, the, the three experiences that we have. So um, it's, it's, it's pretty uh, complex, but at the same time, uh, the more you're working in, the more you actually start to appreciate the fine tuning that it was made in order mm -hmm. to really deliver a better experience for the user itself. So all of this was done not because of the product, but because of the user. So like we are looking at who we are serving with this experience, if it's a, an athlete, if it's somebody that is into membership, or if it's somebody that actually needs a bit more of a rich experience. So like of whatever rich actually means in terms of like product technology to content delivery and so on. Nice. And Right now, you, why does it not work? Um, I, think it, I think it just kind of scales up the volume when ah, you start talking. So. Okay, now, okay, I got it. Um, right now, growth sits within marketing, though, right? Not within product. Correct. At the moment, uh, um, uh, growth actually is, um, uh, I'm, I'm directly reporting to the VP of marketing, which is, uh, um, um, we don't have a CMO within the company, so it's like the highest marketing person in charge. And uh, this means that we are also embedded into the Adidas ecosystem because, yeah, yeah like the VP of marketing reports up. Yeah. So that's, that's how it works. But nice. we are still filling uh, this gap in between. So we are kind of on the side of marketing, reporting to marketing, but still also on the side of product. And uh, we are embedded also in the leadership part of the product. So we do have a potential say or a say 
um, into product decision making. And that's actually the, the great part of growth. Like we are working cross-functionally. Amazing. Do you growth, have any questions? Yeah. I was just going to say, I think growth, the growth function, it's always a, quite a diplomatic function within a company, <laughs> no matter whether it's sitting under marketing product. Funnily enough, when, when I joined SoundCloud, it was, I, I, had, I made the opposite journey, basically. I joined SoundCloud as a product marketing manager, reporting into VP marketing. And by the time I left SoundCloud, uh, my team was uh, reporting into, into product um, because in that organization, that's, that, was, that was how I got things done. You know, I realized, okay, I need some engineers here, uh, and they're, they're only sitting in product, so that was the move that we made. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating because I think every organization is different in terms of yeah. where, where it's best for growth to sit. But in any case, I think you're always making some, some enemies being the growth guys because you're not always popular with the stuff that you're pushing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's pretty true, yes. <laughs> Good. I guess it's time to move to the core of our podcast live sessions. So we're going to talk about nightmares. So what we're going to ask is that you need to tell us about one time, just one, I know that may you have more than one, where you fucked it up and what you learned from that. Go. Sounds good. So this is a sad story. Um, <laughs> we know. <laughs> Love it already. Basically, uh, imagine uh, you are uh, um, actually in charge or like basically you are working toward the rebranding of your app. It may happen throughout your work life uh, that um, you got acquired, uh, you actually need to give a new refresh and so on. So here we are talking about rebranding. Now imagine you go to sleep you wake up and suddenly you see that your organics dropped by 70%. Like literally, sinked. Like 100%. Boom. That's the nightmare. It, it goes in line with what actually every, most probably as a specialist, is really worried about. And that's exactly what happened in our rebranding. So. As I said before, uh, um, we were called uh, Rantastic before. And uh, our flagship app, is, uh, it, w it was Rantastic Running. And then we had a second app called Rantastic Results. Um, our task was to move it to Adidas Running and Adidas Training in order to get closer to the mother brand. Um, we started to think to prepare a great campaign, you know, like with great visuals, uh, a bit of a countdown, and those, uh, all those things that everybody looks, uh, everybody likes in terms of like uh, companies and so on. Like everything is shiny, everything is new. Uh, there is a big boom announcement and those kind of things. Deep down uh, in the paid UA and ASO field, uh, we started to be a bit worried um, because we were like, okay, theoretically speaking. Uh, if we move around but we maintain the same keywords, nothing really bad should happen. Or at least we started to actually analyze a bit in depth uh, of what was, was coming in. Um, nonetheless, this rebranding was done uh, in September 2019. So just the, the pre-COVID era. September for uh, who is in the health and fitness industry, generally, especially in nor the northern hemisphere, is quite a good month because everybody is coming back from vacation. So it's like a lot of organics coming in. People that are the seasonal people are getting back uh, at uh, 
training a bit, running a bit, and then they will leave it until New Year's resolution and so on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, overall, uh, we didn't expect like uh, a huge drop because we were also conscious about this particular part. Um, then uh, um, a couple of analyses uh, and a uh, few A-B tests came in. Uh, like uh, We didn't run that many A-B tests, and that was most probably our problem, because we had a bit of, uh, let's say, embargo in, the, in terms of like the new branding and so on. Mm. Um, uh, we, we started to see like some very not nice results, but then uh, we, we just uh, put down a bit of a report, uh, send it, and didn't push it forward. So like that, that was it. The fast forward, uh, two weeks after that, uh, the, the rebranding uh, goes live with a big paid UA campaign around uh, like a lot of uh, great uh, um, uh, ads and creatives and so on, installs skyrocket, uh, impressions of uh, our app uh, in the stores goes really through the roof. Uh, and uh, we don't see really the conversion part. So like the conversion part, uh, because of paid UA actually kind of um, uh, polluting the data, we don't see it, it was dramatically going down. Unplug paid UA, boom, done, finished. <laughs> Our best performing app in terms of organics, minus 70%, literally overnight. Wow. Um, and then we were like, but no, it's only in one day. Two days. No, it's only two days, right? <laughs> Three days. <laughs> oh my God, we have a problem now. <laughs> did, did you ever worry you might be fired for this? The, the, uh, uh, when, when we hit the two weeks spot and this thing was still like this low, we were like, what, what should we do now? Oh my God, <laughs> that, that's, that's a drama. And uh, yeah, like th th that was like... A, a, uh, to be honest, uh, we could have pushed more, we could have tested, we should have not gone uh, full blowout with our paid UA campaign, we should have been a bit more, uh, we should have been a bit smarter on that, uh, but especially we should have tested. And um, we identified the major cause, which is a thing that in our, let's say, most probably ESO mindset in 2019 was not a big thing, but apparently it was. Like, um, in, in our to preserve our organics, what we did, uh, it was um, uh, from Rantastic Running and Fitness, so that, that was our hype title before, we went to Adidas Running by Rantastic. This simple three-spot switch by, of our main keyword, which was Rantastic, caused the biggest drop ever in our history. So, uh, and uh, ended up uh, for us actually... Um, we figured out that all the big impression that we have seen, it was because the Adidas brand is great. The Adidas brand is researched on the, on the App Store. But when people research for this brand, they are actually researching mostly in terms of e-com, which they, means... They want fashion. Exactly. They want shoes or exactly. sports clothing. It's all about buying. And then uh, people were actually downloading our app, which was also not with the running person icon or with the training person icon, but with just with the Adidas badge of sport logo. Um, people were just thinking it was uh, um, a simple e-com app. And therefore, here it, it goes the drama into the drama, impression went up, download slightly went up, but retention overall went 
totally down because a lot of people were installing the app, then figuring out you, do, you don't buy on this app, but you actually train, deleting it. Sig uh, and all this signal went back to the store saying, ha, ah, the retention is actually crap. So this created uh, uh, this kind of vicious circle mm. that ended up in us dropping all the organics almost overnight. So, yeah. question, question, did you also get bad reviews from these people that downloaded yeah. the app because they wanted to buy sportswear? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect imagine. storm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it went really down. In, uh, in one week, we were like in the massive sinkhole. Uh, and uh, uh, basically, all this, uh, uh, it was happening at the end of the best season. So like then October, yeah. November, they are low months for the health and fitness industry. So it was literally at the end of the perfect storm. Um, and then this continued until basically... New Year resolution. Fun fact here is that um, I was one of the people who actually warned this. Uh, I, my fault is to not have it push it through. I got hired for my next position in uh, late December 2019. And the first job that they actually gave me is fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I also actually wanted to ask you about that. What did you do to fix that and how long did it take? That, that, that's a great question and caused a lot of pain. But uh, in, in general, we did uh, a lot of uh, keyword research. We, we re-put uh, Rantastic uh, as uh, one of the central keywords. We tried to educate a bit more the user through screenshot uh, and, uh, let's say, even testing a bit more the app icon um, in order to have the power of the Adidas brand, so like the, all the impression, but also the clear message that this was a running tracker, so a GPS tracker, or a training uh, tra uh, app. And uh, this helped us uh, quite a bit in terms of like uh, trying to convey the right message to the right user. Um, we also, uh, let's say, juggled a bit more the, the keywords that were pointing toward e-com, and we tried to deprioritize them in some ways, like removing them in certain key spots here and there. But yeah, th this was one part of the job. The other part of the job is that we also started to invest some paid UA budget in certain keywords that were actually more toward the running. So we started to put people uh, toward the right part of uh, and uh, in the right mindset to download the app, also by paying it, balancing paid UA and organic. Uh, um, organic measures ended up to kind of, let's say, go, uh, t take above the conversion rate, uh, restabilize the retention rate, and then the install starts to, to grow on, on itself. Luckily, unluckily, um, you may know, um, we got COVID, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Corona ended up gently, if not massively bumping up our organics number. So luckily we did uh, all, these, um, all these measures before COVID, so we kind of fixed all the problems we had, and then uh, COVID actually created what, what you have seen as one of the massive um, uh, increase in downloads. You, you in were able figures. to ride the COVID wave, you were able to surf it successfully because you'd got the fundamentals uh, reconfigured back to you. An area, a time when you, a, a place where you could actually acquire users more sustainably, and then you got a nice yeah. push from COVID. That's that's ironic, actually. That COVID was actually the anti nightmare for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, at a certain point, we were actually a bit discussing: is it 
Yeah, I, I, we don't we don't really feel good because like we lost uh, everything. Like some people, including like uh, a lot of people I know and so on, lost lost familiars and so on, friends. Um, but on business side, it was one of the busiest period ever. Like uh, in terms of like uh, our our system were overloaded with uh, yeah. actual activities being done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. And if you would go back and re, you know, relieve this nightmare, what would you do differently? You mentioned like you, you would test a lot, you would do more things. Would you maybe have like a slow, slow release of the new names or like what would you do? I know what I would do, what I would do because it's exactly what, uh, like I remember that, power, that, uh, that PowerPoint deck that I sent, I would have sent it like seven times or 10 times, again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we do have a problem. Please don't do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and then, and, and, and basically there, it was more about uh, making sure we would have tested before, making sure we would have um, um, did a bit of uh, not only quantitative, so the, the test on the stores research, but also qualitative research, how the user would have actually got this one in, uh, in their eyes and so on, if they would have understood. And that's basically exactly what we did uh, with our new app icon that it's uh, right now uh, live in, 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 all, uh, in, in our stores. We, here we changed a bit uh, how we, um, how we uh, look like in terms of colors, in terms of uh, um, the badge and so on. Um, and this, uh, in order to avoid this massive drop, because we also re we realized that even this little change, switching from one, one color to another, could lead to people confusing us uh, with other apps out there. Um, we did qualitative and quantitative research before. We, um, we tested very, very extensively, like between three and four months uh, before. And uh, we also organized a couple of, like, um, uh, keyword research and, and paid UA uh, also together in order to sustain in case it would have dropped down and so on. So like th there are a lot of measures that you can do in order to prevent this. This is, this is gold, by the way, for anyone in the audience who might, you know, just think about the fact that like at, maybe your company at some point gets bought by a brand, maybe even a brand as big as Adidas, like you know, to actually kind of see this yeah. coming, like, you know, a big brand like that, of course they're going to want you to, like, change the name of your app, you know, change your icon, bring in their branding, the parent company. And it's probably, like, talking about, like, back to, like, the diplomatic role in growth. Like, I can't imagine some of those conversations with the Adidas branding team were necessarily very straightforward. They probably don't understand a lot about ASO. Yeah. They're probably just like, I've got this, we've got this icon, you know, we need to change it. It's got to look like this now. Like, I mean, I'm just, I'm guessing, but like, was it like that? I can imagine there was some, some education required, like educating upward to, to, the, to the brand folks. Let's say education is the keyword here and political is what goes with it. So like, yes, right. <laughs> yeah, you need to be uh, fairly, um, Edu educational in terms of like explaining why you actually need this and what you can prevent because uh, here we are only talking about prevention like as soon as you don't see it and then uh, when you go live nothing happens uh, and you're like uh, 
no, 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 it's not that nothing happened. We prevented a drama to happen. <laughs> so, we, we, we stopped a nightmare. Exactly. So, in its tracks. And uh, it's, it's one of those things that you cannot really counterproof because it never happened. So, <laughs> and people are like, why we are paying you then? Like, nothing <laughs> happens. And we are like... Yeah, it's like that, the, uh, the Y2K bug, for those of you old enough to remember that, showing my age again here. But <laughs> there was like a, a huge, huge drama blown up in the press about how all the computers were going to stop working in the year 2000. Um, and a lot of programmers and consultants got very rich working with big organizations to make sure their systems didn't crash on the, on the New Year's Eve. And when the world didn't end, like everyone's just like, well, that was uh, just a hoax. <laughs> it wasn't because actually people have been working hard to prevent it. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Luca, this was an amazing nightmare. I don't know how much time we have, but I think we have to move towards the next session, right? Uh, actually, I think we have time for one more. If you have, if you have one smaller one to maybe to share, like a, a, maybe a night, um, a night terror. Um, yeah, of a <laughs> small, small, tiny. If you, like we, have, we have about 20 minutes. Uh, oh, yeah, that that's we can okay. Run, then, so, yeah, yeah, you have to tell us another one. And don't look like you have to think about it, because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that you have more. So, um, yeah, I think this is more toward the user acquisition peeps in the room here. Like, um, have you ever wondered when you actually add one zero to your campaigns and then you are like, ooh, that's bad. Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, this happened in my early days in the startup. Um, I was running a couple of campaigns uh, and then uh, ended up uh, um, launching something, never launched anything on Friday afternoon, never, ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up uh, launching something on Friday afternoon and uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, all good. It's going to be solid, solid planning, solid campaign, good. Um, I, and I go away. Um, the uh, morning after, I just go and double check a bit, um, and I'm like, "Oh, wait, one second. How much did did, did this thing spend?" <laughs> and uh, I burned uh, basically nearly five days in uh, less than ten hours, so um, of, of worth of budget. So it was a fuck upish, I would say. Now, and how much are we talking here in like absolute terms? Uh, I, I don't know if I can, I can disclose it. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, right. But still, like, it was like five days of our monthly budget in 10 hours, okay. which was not that much, kind of solvable. But I, it, as I said, it was by chance that I actually looked at it on Saturday morning. Um, if I would have directly run throughout the weekend, it was two <laughs> months worth of budget. Oh, so, Jesus. Yeah, that, that was not really fun in a startup. So, oh yeah. God. <laughs> you know, startups don't have that much money. Uh, <laughs> so I, I guess the learning there is, is the classic, right? Um, not to launch things on Fridays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but please do not run campaigns on Friday afternoon. And uh, use two, three, uh, four checks, whatever. Put some bid caps, spend caps, budget limits, whatever. Like, and Absolutely. since then, I actually did it throughout all my entire career. Like, th that was a very, very useful learning. So, yeah. But I have the feeling that this is happening to every UA manager. Like, I don't know any person that is working in user acquisition and hasn't done this. It's just the impact that is different. Like, some people added one zero, two zero, you know. For me, when I was at Kayak, I did it. And thanks God, it was a small campaign. We were testing Twitter. And I spent the budget of the entire campaign in one day. But, I mean, yeah. Luckily, it's a big company with a lot of money. No one noticed. No, don't tell them, although the episode is live. But, yeah, I'm sure they're not listening. Um, yeah, 
but that's a great nightmare. I think we can move to the last part. Is Andy's favorite part of the podcast, right? It, it is my favorite part. Yes. I think it is. Yeah, yeah it it's is. pretty controversial. So it is called Bring It or Bullshit. Brilliant or Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a jingle yet, but you know, we're, if you're we're working the... on it. It's, it's <laughs> another one of these slow rolling projects. Yeah, exactly. So what we do is that we talk about our news um, in the mobile world. News or non-news, that depends, uh, you know, um, no. yeah, kind of. And what we do is that we ask our guests to take a strong stance, so to tell us if it's, you know, if it's brilliant or bullshit. And Andy was kind enough to find out something. So, yeah. Andy, this is Actually, normally more. we go with something, you know, super topical that's like, you know, hot yeah. news this week. But actually, since we're like at the ASO conference... Um, you know, I wanted to do, like, pick something also that, that, that Luca's likely to have, like, you know, a strong stance on. Um, that's actually, it's not such a recent development, but it's been, like, one of the bigger yeah. developments in ASO this year, which is um, app, in-app events in the App Store. So I've actually got the Apple um, press release here on my phone. Just going to sort of just read it out. Most, I, I guess most of you know what the in-app events are all about. But uh, this is from October 21, actually, 20... Um, Starting next week, your in-app events can be discovered right on the App Store, giving you a whole new way to showcase your events and expand their reach. You can now create in-app events in the App Store Connect uh, and schedule them to appear on the App Store. These timely events, such as game competitions, movie premieres, and live-streamed experiences, can encourage people to try your app, provide existing users with new ways to enjoy your app, and will give former users a reason to return. Um, okay, so basically, Apple basically provided a way of kind of promoting live ops, not just for games, but for, for apps as well, and, and promoting them directly through the store, um, you know, as a way to acquire, engage, and maybe even reactivate users. So, um, yeah, what we do with Brilliant or Bullshit is that we ask our guests to, to tell us, like, is this, is this brilliant or is it bullshit? It's, it's, it's kind of all in the name. So, Luca. I would say brilliant. Brilliant, but, like... <laughs> All right. So I need to take a strong stand. It's not bullshit, but it, therefore it's brilliant. But um, first of all, I do think it's a great way to actually expose content. And uh, actually, if you, and here I'm sponsoring, if you go like uh, on, uh, on the App Store or, or the Google Play Store, so via the live apps, right now we have uh, an in-app event live on our Adidas running app called Run for the Ocean. So you can actually run and grab plastic from the ocean, basically. I mean, not you, but like somebody will do it if you run. Um, and um, it's, it's a great way to actually convey a message to existent users, prospect users, um, new users. And uh, this message is a, a bit above what's the standard part uh, of our apps. Now, the but comes from uh, how it has been used and how it will be used. Um, first of all, as, as it was also stated before, I need to give credit to the fact that actually Google created it before than Apple. So, <laughs> so like, it's one of these classics where Google actually makes something good and then Apple does a better job of promoting their version of it. I'm definitely not an Apple person. So like that's, <laughs> that's why I'm giving credit to Google, live ops, like that was great. Um, anyway. Um, the, the thing is uh, that um, um, together with the, the, the in-app events, uh, at, at the very beginning, uh, so we, we started to test uh, at the very beginning, and uh, it was actually pretty good in terms of like exposure, in terms of uh, pushing up there, and in terms of, um, uh, uh, let's say, how much engagement it was bringing to, to our apps. Um, 
now it's actually becoming a bit milder in a certain sense because more companies are actually getting into this and um, we have the luck to be like, uh, we have our own content team, so we actually managed to be like in a kind of startup mood. So we, uh, we really experimented since the very beginning for both live ops, still when it was in beta, and uh, um, in app event from uh, iOS. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the results are becoming lower. Um, the engagement is actually going a bit down and it's not actually the content. I, I have the feeling more, more people are jumping in. On top of especially Apple, um, the editorial team is becoming a bit stricter in terms of the guidelines, uh, in terms of what content is actually being published and so on. But that's in one, in one sense good because still you, uh, it's under control. So it's not really full of, uh, it's another placement for ad basically. It's still kind of quality content. But at the same time, uh, if the guidelines are getting stricter, more people are coming in and the guidelines are getting even more stricter and then even more people are coming in, this thing will actually crumble. That's my opinion. At which, <laughs> at which point it will become Bullshit, maybe. Most probably, yes. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope no, but that's. I don't want to be another ad. Makes sense. And I think um, we did some experiments as well, paired where we were trying to use it. We started a bit late because we started to use it in March. I think you used it before that, right? Yeah, we did it uh, already in December. Yeah. Uh, so. And what I noticed is that when I went to look for other apps to see what they were doing, I think a lot of apps were using it not in the proper way. So I don't think it was they were promoting an in-app event. It was like a little bit different. And it was just to take space on their listing page. Do you think that's why they're tightening up the guidelines? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be honest, on our side, those are perfect. Because within our app, we have virtual races, so a one-day shot event. We have challenges, which is exactly what in-app events are made for. So define at point in time where you actually need to do something. Um, and therefore, for us, it was like the perfect match. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same for us. So we have like monthly challenges since March. That's where we launch it and that's where we're using it. And what we saw is that it definitely has an impact not only in the discoverability of the app, but also like on the conversion rate within the listing page, just because you have a nice image where you can use to convert. Interesting. Something that I haven't figured out and I wanted to ask you if maybe you have some data. Do you think that you can use uh, the name, you know, of the in-app event and the, and the description to help you with like keywords ranking within the app store or you feel it's not helping much? There was a presentation about this before. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was not here, so tell me. <laughs> so theoretically, yes. Um, but practically, um, I'm not entirely sure. So like practically, I, 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 haven't, I, I admit I don't have enough data to actually confirm that one. So, okay, yeah, makes sense. Um, Andy, what do you think about it? Because usually we also, you know, take a strong stand. So. We do usually take a strong stand. So I'm, I'm going to cop out on this one. You can, you can, give, me, uh, you can give me a lot of uh, stick for it. I'm sure you will. Um, you know, I, I think you both have more hands-on experience with in-app events than okay. I do personally. At Feature, I think, uh, you know, we're working with them on a, on a bunch of our clients, but I'm working on mostly the retention client side. So. Basically, our ASO team, pretty much anybody in the audience, this gives me a chance to plug feature, actually. So um, this is what I'm <laughs> going to say. Basically, we're hiring, by the way. So if, uh, if anyone is interested in, in joining feature, you should, should catch up with one of the many featureians in the team. Also, ask them whether they think in-app events are bullshit or brilliant. Because honestly, I, I, I don't know 
how we're running them for our, for our customers. I should do, should have probably, probably asked somebody before I came on stage, but uh, so that's <laughs> bullshit. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, but I, you know, I, I think in general, like the, what we're hearing from a lot of people is like, yeah, this is a good development. People yeah. like that it's available. So I guess I would also side with Brilliant in my, in my very ignorant way. Yeah. I think that Pickle made you soft, you know? Pickle like, is my, my dog, by the way. Yeah. If anyone hasn't, hasn't met her, she's outside somewhere, a little, little corgi. Yeah, I got, I got, a, got a puppy uh, a, a, little, a few months ago. Yeah, so that's why. Um, no, I think from my side, I mean, I think it's brilliant. So I'm just going to go with that. And I just want to add that I'm also hiring a senior SEO and ASO manager. So sorry, I had to do it as well. Just drop the bomb. Are you also hiring maybe, Luca? 100%. So like, just go career page. <laughs> there you go. If you want a job, you've got, you've got three people you to talk it. to right here. <laughs> that's awesome. I guess... That's, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Luca, Luca this was thank you so much. amazing. Thank you so much. And please, like a big round of applause for Luca. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me here. Thank you. That was proper nightmare. Yeah. Really, really good. It's true. <laughs> Super scary. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. What marketing mess is keeping you up at night? Send us your problems, questions, failures, and we'll discuss them on the show. Or if you want to be here with us and share your fuck-ups with our audience, be our guest. The kind of things that we're looking for, like uh, could be bad decisions that keep on um, haunting you, like things that you've done in the past, like technical debt or you know other kinds of like mistakes which you're worried are going to kind of come back and bite you. Um, could be worries about the future, a n nightmare that you're having about some, some future growth um, event that could occur. Um, could be a nightmare setup that you have no control over, like a client or a new employer that has a terrible analytics setup. Um, could be nightmare processes. Um, could be something that was initially thought of and touted as a success, but actually you were reading all the signals wrong and actually turned out that it was actually a nightmare. Um, yeah, all of those things and anything else that's related to growth and nightmares. So if you have something like this, send us an email to hello at mgnpodcast.com. Hello at mgnpodcast.com. See you next time. Cheers.